Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be Back to the Empowered Consumer Series. I really love doing these episodes because I kind of get to expand on a lot of things that you hear me probably talk about in my social media. Um, So, you know, so far we've talked about personal care products, um, you know, given you a list on stuff like that. We've gone through all on the informed consent on birth control. And I try to kind of sprinkle these in, in between all the different interviews that I'm doing and bringing you guys all the experts. So definitely you're going to want to break out a pen and paper again, because very much so like the other two, uh, you know, little mini parts to the series, we've talked and unpacked a lot of different things. So I'm really excited to, to dive into all of this. So today we're going to be talking all about artificial sweeteners. So artificial sweeteners are something that I think a lot of people use because I don't think a lot of people really truly understand the risk behind it. So that's exactly what we're going to get into today. So artificial sweeteners are found in a lot of different diet products, right? Like they're, so they're found in like diet juices, diet sodas. Um, they're also found very heavily in, you know, the health quote unquote and fitness quote unquote supplement industry. Um, they are found in these products because they can make these products lower calorie still taste good, which in my opinion, I don't think these things taste good now that especially I don't have them anymore, but they're very popular for that reason because it allows you to cut calories, still have that sweet taste, but it comes with a risk. And that's exactly what we're going to go through today. So it's definitely not as good as it sounds because, oh, it's lower calories. So you don't get the sugar, but you still get the taste. It's got to be great. No, unfortunately it's not. And there's a lot of science to kind of unpack this, but I just kind of want to start it out by just saying things that are really clear in the literature that we will definitely dive into. Uh, On a base level, artificial sweeteners are really, really contributing to a lot of weight gain. I've looked at many different research studies where they show you know, where our country's BMI is and then where the introduction of artificial sweeteners is and how our, our weight has, has increased from there, which obviously I'm very skeptical of, you know, any type of epidemiologic type study like that. So then I continue to dive further and they are contributed to weight gain because of the fact that they are going to trigger your body's response to release insulin because it's something sweet but it's not actually getting the calories. So your body produces insulin because it's sweet. And that's what we're used to. You know, if you have honey or maple syrup or whatever in the wild, you know, your body needs to produce insulin to be able to shunt that glucose into the cell. Well, we're taking in something sweet. And many times these artificial sweeteners are hundreds, if not thousand times sweeter than sugar. And so we're producing all this insulin. This insulin is being produced, but then there's absolutely nothing for it to take into the cell. So it's just raising insulin levels. So when insulin levels are high, it's going to cause the body to crave more food, right? So that's why you, you might have something, but then you're like, oh, wow, this really sounds good. Or I I really could do this. And so it really is contributing to overeating, even though it's a diet and low calorie product, it's contributing to weight gain because of its massive impact that it has on insulin. It's really encouraging and promoting a lot more cravings and less satiety in people because 
with no calorie or zero calorie type options, there's no nutrition involved with it, right? So when we're getting cravings, it's because our body's lacking nutrition. So with a lot of people who consume a lot of these sweeteners, they can have more cravings because they're missing out on so much nutrition that otherwise they would be getting if they were eating like a whole food option. But because they're eating a diet product, their body's lacking so many different types of nutrients. And you can't just out supplement that with a vitamin or a powder. That really does come with whole food nutrition and really helping your body on, on a whole body basis. It's also going to, like I said, kind of going with the cravings and with the weight gain, it's going to stimulate your appetite because it's not getting adequate things on what it needs. And it's going to, it's actually been shown and proven to promote fat storage. And like I said, weight gain, we talked a lot about that, but because the insulin's high, insulin's a storage hormone. So when insulin is high, it's going to make things store. So, you know, in the, in the context concept of, you know, if you're an athlete or if you're someone who wants to gain muscle, stimulating insulin once a day, probably, you know, after your workout is a good thing, but constantly stimulating and raising insulin levels is horrible because insulin is a storage hormone and it's a growth hormone. So in terms of, okay, prevention and chronic disease, we don't want to store fat and we also don't want to make things grow chronically because when we grow and I think of cancer, I think of, you know, fibroids and cysts, and I think of all these different things. So having that on is not a good thing. That's why for PCOS and things like that, when you can get insulin lower, the cysts, um, and things like that can, can really be a little bit more well-managed. And especially, you know, in the context of cancer and all these more, just more chronic diseases, we really do have to kind of worry about that hormone insulin being chronically turned on. You know, there's, there's definitely ways that you can see muscle gain, if that's your goal, because uh, I know that a lot of people in like the bro science space are very much so into, oh, we need to constantly be, you know, raising insulin. But I really just now that I know what I know, I don't think that's a good thing. And I, I am personally at a really healthy and good muscle physique, but I'm not constantly spiking and stimulating that hormone. So just some food for thought. But anyways, let's go through some very common artificial or like, or zero type calorie sweeteners. We'll talk about a few. The first one I want to talk about is, um, ACE-K, a sulfamine potassium. So the center of science center for science and public interest says that back in the 1970s, the safety testing linked this to cancer yet the FDA still approved this sweetener. Interesting. Okay. It's found in a ton of pre-workouts. It's found in some protein powders. It's found in a lot of diet type products. So yeah, back in the 70s, it was linked to cancer, but they pushed it through anyways. So I do not really trust much that the FDA or these government type organizations have on our health, because if you see, there's a lot of dirty science behind it. They pushed a lot of things through based on vested interest or, you know, things like that. And I just have a very hard time trusting stuff like that. So uh, next one, uh, aspartame, which is NutraSweet. So this sweetener is four to 500 times sweeter than actual table sugar. So just ponder that for one sec in terms of what that can do to your insulin levels. Even though it's no calorie, it still does have an effect. So this is increased, it has an increased risk for brain tumors, lymphomas, leukemia, and heart disease. Yet it is still widely available in our products. Okay, that makes sense. I actually want to kind of jump down. I've got 
a note here on a research study that I wanted to reference too. It's called Revisiting the Safety of Aspartame. So what this study found is in the, in the abstract and in, in part of the study, I'm going to read a clip and I want you to kind of make a decision yourself. A lot of people out there say, oh, it's, it's fine. It's only 2% of the protein or it's, it's only a small percentage. Right, that's that's the safety allowed amount. But think of these people who are consuming one, two, three servings of this a day, or they're consuming three, four, five products that contain this and a mix of other things I'm going to talk about today. That type of safety testing is never done. But in the study, revisiting the safety of aspartame, this will all be in the show notes if you would like to read these yourself. It said, the existing animal studies and limited human studies suggest that aspartame and its metabolites, whether consumed in quantities significantly higher than the recommended safe dose or within recommended safe levels, may disrupt the oxidant-antioxidant balance, induce oxidative stress, and damage cell membrane integrity, potentially affecting a variety of cells and tissues and causing a dysregulation of cellular function, ultimately leading to systemic inflammation. That was both, like I said, in the in significantly higher than recommended safe or with within the recommended safe levels. It is known to disrupt your antioxidant balance, give you oxidative stress, damage your cell membrane integrity, and it's going to affect all of your tissues and cells, causing a dysregulation in cellular function and lead to overall systemic inflammation. How is that a good thing for our health? Again, can someone just remind me of that? Oh, that's right. Quote unquote balance. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I don't want to balance this into my lifestyle to, to potentially have systemic inflammation. I'm sorry, but no, that's just a huge issue that I have with dietitians or health coaches and fitness coaches out there that say, Oh, it's okay. You know, it's only, you know, you only have one scoop of it a day. Okay. So is it only one cigarette a day? Is it only, you know, what is it? What, I mean, this, in my opinion, is going to catch up to the research that was done on cigarettes. All of these different food additives, not just the artificial sweeteners, but all these things that I talk about. Look at if you looked back in the 1900s, doctors were promoting cigarettes. It's fun, it's great, it's sexy, you should do it. Pregnant people should do it. Now, in our society, we would be we of course know that that's wrong, but look at how long it took science, quote unquote science, to catch up on that. When all along, people were probably thinking, like myself in this topic, smart people were probably thinking, this doesn't make any sense. How can this be good for us? But then again, here we are, right? So I'm just, I just don't think that this needs to be something in moderation. Coming from my personal opinion, I don't do artificial sugars anymore. I found that when I had them, I constantly, that was in a point in time when I constantly feel like I needed it to eat. I always needed to be eating something. I always was craving something and I did not have metabolic flexibility. I had cravings. I had worse acne and I can't just contribute it to that because there were a lot of other transitions and things made. But when I did get these artificial sweeteners out of my life, I don't have cravings like I do. I don't have GI upsets. My skin is much better. And I don't feel deprived because, right, I can still get a lot of nourishment and a lot of enjoyment out of whole foods. I make, um, I make really great recipes that taste good. So you get that balance that all of these coaches and stuff talk about. I don't think the balance needs to be in balance of consuming harmful products, in my personal opinion. So the other kind of artificial sweetener I want to touch on is sucralose. So sucralose is sweet and low. And it has been linked to leukemias and other blood cancers. 
So yeah, just gonna also leave that there. I think it's three to 500 times, again, sweeter than sugar. So just also ponder that. But then I also kind of want to touch really quick on some different type sweeteners. So erythritol and stevia. So they're more kind of like in the keto space. They're like a little bit healthier, right? Quote unquote healthier. So erythritol is a sugar alcohol. So there are naturally occurring sugar alcohols in some fruits. But the problem that I have is there's no way that these more like keto type companies, I see it a lot with the keto stuff, but it's, it's found in many different things. There's no way that they're sourcing these probably directly from fruit. They very well might be. Um, but most of the time the sourcing is from GMO corn, which is a problem. <laughs> you know, like I don't, that's the sourcing is horrible. Um, erythritol is also really strongly can impact the gut and it really impacts gut health because it can cause diarrhea, upset stomach, IBS type symptoms. And it also can cause a headache even consumed in quote unquote normal amounts. So you can get those symptoms even when consumed in healthy doses. And I know for myself, I definitely did one time I bought these keto type brownies and I was going to make them and they were great. And then I just did not understand why my stomach was in knots and I was super gassy and I didn't understand because I thought I, I just didn't even look. And then I put the connection. I said, Oh, they use erythritol. That makes a lot of sense that I know that that ingredient doesn't really do well with me. If it's non GMO and it's not sourced from GMO corn. I find that it does a little bit better for me, but it is not something I use on a daily basis. There's this one ice cream that's made with heavy cream and it's, it's more of like a high fat, low carb ice cream. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so if I am going to consume that, which is maybe on like a twice a month at most basis, I will have that again. It's a non GMO. And it, for some reason that one doesn't bother me as bad, but it is not by any means an everyday thing because I know how strongly it can impact the gut and the sourcing with, with that is important because I think so many reasons that it can be harmful is because of what it's derived from the non-GMO corn. So stevia is a question I also get a lot about. So stevia, you know, the stevia leaf, very healthy, right? I think that that's a great thing. But the problem is, is that stevia extract can be highly processed with up to 40 different steps that relies on chemicals like acetone, methanol, ethanol, which are all carcinogens. So because that is being that said, I really am kind of, again, the sourcing is really important. If they say whole leaf stevia, that's great because that's showing that's a much better alternative. It's showing that it's actually not being processed with over 40 different steps and carcinogens with it. So I think that with that, that's very important. Whole stevia, whole leaf stevia is very good. Stevia leaf extract can be okay. Um, again, like if the company is being transparent about how it's being processed, that's really important, but otherwise eh, it's a little skeptical for me. So, um, and with stevia, I get, it's not is it's not a crazy sweet compared to table sugar. So it might and it's potentially not going to have that much of an impact on your blood sugar. However, um, you, it, it doesn't mean that that's that way for everybody. If you're wearing a continuous glucose monitor, if you're checking your blood glucose, it might still spike you. So still pay attention to stuff like that because I'm very big on bio-individuality and the fact that everybody is different. So uh, another study that I wanted to kind of just reference to, just to kind of really hound in that artificial stuff and diet products is not 
actually helping your weight loss is a study called gain weight by quote unquote going diet, artificial sweeteners, and the neurobiology of sugar cravings. And essentially the study just really talks about how these artificial sugars make your body crave more because it's not getting any nutrition. It's not getting the calories that it thinks that it's getting from the taste. So therefore it goes to make you crave more. And so, yeah, that is, and I'll actually link quite a few different artificial sweetener studies in the bio so that you guys can kind of check these out and really make a decision for yourself because I don't want to just stand here and spew all this info and then people just blindly follow. I, I mean, I want you to listen to things like this. You can read the research articles that I read and make your own decisions. And you obviously make your own decision for what feels good for you. But I just do these things because I want to just make this aware to people because I'm very passionate about awareness and informed consent on all things. So I thought this is a really important one because I see so many people out there promoting things that have these ingredients and putting it on the putting on them when they're not losing weight and they're, they're not doing the work and they must not be counting their calories. Right. And we just think, okay, could it potentially be the crappy things that are in the products that they're having? I mean, we have to almost wonder that, right? So I don't know. And plus, because I'm just very big on preventative disease and having optimal hormones and not eating things that are created in a lab, but rather just eating things that are grown as they should. I think that this is an important topic because these things are really found everywhere. They're found a lot of things like pretty much any supplement that you're taking. Definitely check it out. Check out the sourcing. If they use stevia, you can see that. I do like monk fruit. Monk fruit is a little bit better in my opinion. Um, I, I, I like that one. If I'm going to make sweets and things at home, I'm going to use honey or maple syrup. I don't use a ton either. You know, a really great way to just cut sugar from a recipe is to just cut the sugar, right? Like if you're making a healthy cookie and it calls for a half a cup of sugar, you probably don't need that. You probably honestly can just get away with a fourth a cup, you know, it, and that kind of helps reset your taste buds a little bit by not constantly having sugar. So if you want to just use the real thing, just use literally less of it and you can use significantly less, or you can use a mashed banana or something like that, or applesauce, homemade preferably, or like an organic high quality one that you get at the store. But you know what I'm saying? There's, there's natural sources there. We actually get vitamins and minerals and nutrition out of these things, opposed to just empty calories that don't do anything for the body. So, because they really do, all of the food that we eat really does communicate with our body. And we really do want to be managing healthy blood sugar, managing better hormones, not disrupting our gut. And all of these things really can link to that. So I really do challenge you. If you experience gut issues or you experience crazy cravings and, you know, hard times losing weight, you know, check out the things that are in these products because they really, really, really can be linked to these things. And studies and research is really now finally coming out on stuff like this. So I also just wanted to share some anecdotal things that I've heard from people on social media and actually a few patient experiences that I've had. So obviously I just shared my personal experience that back in my day where I was more of a fitness bro and I was having these things, my cravings were worse than they've ever been. I was not metabolically flexible. Obviously, this was during a time that I was trying to balance my hormones. So things were kind of all over the place. I had skin issues. My digestion was irregular. I kind of struggled with bloating. And I can't just say that it's just solely from this, right? But 
I just want to, I, I, I shared with you guys the research and I also want to share with you some things, like I said, that I found not only in myself, I experience a lot less cravings, a lot, I experience more satiety now that I eat more real food. I'm not constantly running to the cupboard and grabbing things, but I also want to share with you guys some things that you guys have shared with me on social media and if also a few different things that I've had with patient experiences. So I actually had someone on social media who had hypothalamic who had hypothalamic amenorrhea, so no period, no missing, she had just missing period, she wasn't ovulating, wasn't bleeding, months and months, definitely very heavy in the fitness space, she was very thin, she had a hard time gaining, gaining weight and gaining muscle, but so we, she was doing a lot of calorie surplus and healthy fats and all this great stuff, and she just was really kind of willing to try anything, and she was kind of very receptive to things that I was talking about with these ingredients, and she messaged me a few months later and said, Hey, I've been doing all of the things. And one of the most recent things that I did is that, that I cut out artificial sweeteners and I finally got my period. And, you know, is that just because of that? I'm sure it was a compounding effort, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, no, you totally should just add those back in because that wasn't good for you. Or the, it's not making a difference. I can't just, dis- I can't discredit this anecdotal things that I'm seeing and people are that people are seeing in themselves. I had another patient, I read a Dutch test of hers. And she told me that, you know, she was kind of up and down with hormone stuff. And when she finally cut out her supplements that contained these artificial ingredients, that was the only thing that she changed that month. And that was the one month that she did not experience any PMS, any cramps, any cravings, anything associated that she had experienced before. She had been kind of gone back to an ancestral kind of paleolithic type diet, but she was still having these supplements. She stopped those supplements and then the month later she was better. I mean, it, you hear these anecdotal things and you hear things like that. And so that is why that's always something I take into consideration when I'm working with people. If they are struggling with bloating issues and gut issues and skin issues and hormone issues, it would, in my opinion, be a disservice to them if I didn't bring this to their attention. Do I think it's the end all be all that these things need to be out? No, I mean, it's not going to necessarily be the cause of your ailments, but if it can make an impact why would we not try it, right? So that's kind of where I sit with that. And I figured that I would share that with you guys because I thought that you guys would find that useful, find it helpful. And, you know, you guys really are the CEO of your body and your health. And so it's really up to you to try these things to see how they resonate with you, how and what improvements you might see. And maybe you don't see the improvements over time, but over time, that's when these things compound and they really, really, really add up. People do want people do want better, and that is exactly why I do what I do. So I hope that you guys found this helpful. I hope that you're able to kind of take take away some of the things. I know this was a shorter episode. Next week's going to be with all about skin health with Ashley Nordman. I'm going to be interviewing the Queen of Thrones. So we're going to be doing all castor oil packs. Dr. Mary Saul, she's great. So lots of great interviews. But in between these interviews, like I said, I really love to bring these empowered consumer series because the one we know better, we can do better. And that's, that's my whole entire goal. And I personally don't feel like being a guinea pig. I don't feel like being an experimental study. I don't want to consume products and then 20 years down the road, oh, if you consumed this type of ingredient, you might be compensation, you might be liable for compensation. I don't feel like doing that. (laughs) I just want to know, you know, we, why are we trying to play science? We have eaten how we've eaten for millions of years. Why are we trying to play science experiment with the food that we eat? 
I did, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I get that we live in such a more modern world where we have this ability to do, do these really great things, but why are we making our bodies that have evolved millions of years, why are we making this so complicated by making these things in a lab? I don't understand. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know. Can someone explain that to me? Because that would be great. But I really think that that's why our health is on a decline. We've, we're continue to get further and further and further and further away from how we evolved and how, how nature really intended us to, to live. And I'm not saying we need to go live in a cave, you know, with no shoes and forage for everything that we get. I'm not saying that, although I totally would sign up to do that for, you know, a week or so, you know, I, I think that we just need to get back to nature in ways that are possible in this modern world, in this modern time, and continue to, to love and embrace how we've evolved and not lean into these man-made, you know, harmful ways of eating. I really just don't think it's, it's not benefiting us. I mean, look at us. It's not benefiting us. It might be more convenient, but it's not of a benefit, so... Anyways, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope to see you guys next week. And on all my podcasts, make sure you're following me on social media at Dr. Haley Schaff. I'm also on TikTok, which that's been kind of fun because people are just different types of humans over there. Uh, I'm dr. Yeah, what am I? Yeah, dr. Haley Schaff on TikTok. Make sure you're on my email list. The link for that is in my uh, Instagram bio. Stay connected with me there. I don't I don't spam with emails I send maybe to a month. But anyways, I won't ramble anymore. Hope you guys found this helpful. Hope you guys are enjoying these series as much as I enjoy bringing them to you. The research for them and everything is always a great refresher for me. So anyways, continue being the alpha of your health, you guys. I will see you next week. Woo!